Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic the donkey, jingity jing, the Italian Christmas donkey, la 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 Santa's got a little friend okay, whose name everyone. is Dominic. Um, this is the Day Trippers. It's the Wednesday Club. Um, I'm Gab, your host. And with me I have Andy, I have Ray, and I have a guest on tonight in Keith. Um, Liverpool 7, Spartak Moscow 0. And that's how you bury a team in Europe, lads. It really is. Um, Keith, as a guest, I'm going to come to you first. And I just want to hit on the lineup. Um it's the first one in weeks that I've seen where nobody gave out online and everyone was happy and ready to go come 7.45. It just made sense for the team that we were about to play. There was no need to have Henderson in that midfield, for example. You know, Emre Chan being in the middle, he releases the ball a lot quicker, a lot earlier. The, f- the fact that we played all four of our goal scorers, you know, th- this team absolutely made sense. Klopp said it perfectly at the beginning of the game, uh, before the game started, when he said that, we um, the best way to not lose is to win, and that team selection suggested that he was going all out for this one to not not try and coast through by one or two goals and, and and try and dominate possession. Just go for the juggler, and I loved it. Yeah, I loved it too. Um, just the way when the team came out, I was like, yes. Um, any nerves disappeared very very quickly when I seen it. Andy, um, you're Mister Positive. I'd say you are. Bouncing up and down on the sofa, were you when you're seeing that? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a yes, then, is it? Yeah, fucking sure. Christmas tree went up this evening. Uh, <laughs> had a little Christmas party, mulled wine, um, a bit of um, a few mince pies, and then Liverpool trashing a team in the Champions League. I mean, what more could you ask for? It was one of those things. Um, it's just a performance that like us positive fans believe is there and can happen. And I mean that that's that's just peak Liverpool there tonight. That's peak clap heavy metal football and everything. So uh, it was magic. Feeling feeling uh, brilliant after I have to say. I'm I'm delighted. How's the tree looking? Looks alright. Yeah, put in we've uh, decided on a new place in the in the room for us. So it's, uh, oh, it's actually yeah. Uh, was that a committee decision or what was it? Um, well, it was decided by a three, three and a half year old because his toys are where it normally is. So, yeah, um, and he just decided to fuck you. Well, he it's said his toy, he said his toys weren't moving, so that's it. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Ray, um, Keith is delighted with the lineup. Andy's 
fucking putting up trees, drinking mulled wine. He's, I'd say he ninja kicked that tree at one stage. I'd say one man they made a four. But um, you you had to be happy with the lineup, didn't you? It's just it made as Keith said, it made perfect sense. It was a team to go out there and put a team to the sword, and, and that's exactly what it what it done. Yeah, I mean today I sort of was thinking, you know, maybe a two nil, three nil, three one. As soon as I seen that lineup, I thought to myself, we're going to score minimum five here tonight. It was just, you know, everything that you want to see when you've got to go and, and win a game. Um, and they just put an exclamation point on it. You know, with that lineup, it, it was just, it was always going to be goals galore for me. I mean, his rotation over the last few weeks, you know, he must have had. You know, I would say he's had this team in mind, you know, barring injuries for, for a little while now to, to just, you know, make absolutely sure. There was no reason to be clever. There was no reason to be, you know, one eye on Sunday and all that sort of stuff. It just had to be done. And, you know, I was I was ecstatic and I just, you know, I just got the easy boy out and I was just laying back there, just lapping it up. So you didn't put up your tree tonight then, no? Oh, that went up at the weekend. Did it? Okay. All right. God, you're very organised. Um, right, straight into it. Um, it's it's actually hard to remember the goals and, and the not the order they're in, but little incidents around them. The first thing I want to touch on is, Keith, um, Emre Jan gets an early booking. And I thought, Jesus, that's really early. And it's a long time to go through a game on a tightrope. But he done it all right. And then we get handed the penalty three minutes in I think it is and Coutinho sticks it away and it's the perfect start isn't it you've hit the nail on the head exactly that perfect start you know we could be talking about a different game if we didn't get that penalty I mean their left back what an idiot as far as I'm concerned that was he didn't even need to touch Salah you know the Salah was chilling you know the ball was going sorry about the noise in the background um, Salah was you know the ball was going over and out for a goal kick so why he had to drag him down you know maybe he just wanted Salah's shirt early do you know what I mean? He just wanted to take that to show it to his kids from early. I don't know. But, um, you know, it was the perfect way to start a, a match. And I agree with you on the on the Chan incident. I thought, ooh, you know, has he let himself go a little bit here? Are we going to get an Emre Chan where he gets two bookings and it becomes a tight game? But, you know, once you get that first, once we got that first goal, Spartak Moscow's game plan went out of the window and, you know, it, it just left them open for counter after counter. Uh, and the... Um... The penalty, the taking of the penalty was very interesting. First of all, Coutinho steps up to take it because we've had issues this season with penalty takers. And it's a different way he takes that penalty to anything I've seen before. <laughs> it is, genuinely. What, the the, uh, the loopy run-up? No, the run-up and then that stutter. And, and it, it, it was a lot more measured. He usually comes up, does a bit of a stutter, and the head is down and he's not watching the keeper. And he's trying to yeah. put it in the corner. He's he missed it before like that, though, hasn't he? Yeah, but this this one looked really measured and, and you could see as soon as that keeper takes a step to his right, he knows where he's putting it, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think the keeper actually made his meal very late. I think uh, it was one of those where Coutinho actually had to just make up his mind himself and go go left because the keeper didn't go too early. I think uh, the, the way Coutinho ran up really slow invited the keeper to stay in the middle for a while. Mm. So um, I won't say it's lucky. Of course, not lucky. Like I mean, he scored the penalty at the end of the day, but um, it's not something I really like to see. Yeah, 
it's not something I like to see because I well the only one I don't really like to see is that short run up two and three uh, steps it throws me fucking yeah. head in well, I just, I just um, don't like to see um, risks taken over penalties like I mean penalties can be taken if you just put the ball down take a few steps back and stick it in pick your spot and stick it in the corner or top corner or whatever you can do with the ball um, they can be scored that way um, 99% of the time when you kind of put in that extra risk of kind of dancing up to it and if the keeper doesn't go down it's unlikely you're going to stick it tight in the corner so he could just stick a hand out or a leg out in the middle of the goal I just don't like to see it but um, look it fuck it who cares it was a goal and, and that's it yeah, yeah I, right. think, I think the other. Sorry, I think he, he just, towards, just as he was about to, to strike it, he seems to give the, the keeper the eyes. And I think that's what ultimately makes the keeper go the other way. And then obviously he slots it in the opposite direction. You know, it, it, it wasn't a confident penalty. Um, but I suppose if, if you are, you know, if you've got someone like Phil up taking pens after all of our troubles and he puts it in the back of the net, it's it's a nice thing now to know that we, we, we've got someone who potentially can be taking pens consistently now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ray, I'll stay with you. Um, he makes it 2-0 a couple of minutes later and for me, it's the goal of the game. Um, we we get the, we not rob the ball. It's, you know, a couple of meals. I thought Firmino was going to hit the shot and he... He just sees Coutinho on the back stick and he nearly repays the, the goal from the weekend at um, Brighton where he squares it to Coutinho and it's a good left foot finish and it's nearly game over then, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lovely goal. It's a lovely move, basically. You know, the Fab Four, the, the, the interchanging passes there um, all the way up until um, Coutinho puts it in. Um, it, it's a lovely move. I mean, we basically just carve them open with, with that move and really, I mean, I think... The confidence was already sort of sapping away uh, Moscow's, but I think at that point, they, they looked dead and buried. I, I know we had the third pretty soon after, and, you know, 18 minutes in, we're three up. But there was there was no, like, there was no comparison to the Seville game where, you know, we go 3-0 up and, and you're a bit nervous about um, the situation and, and the fact that we can't close games out and blah, blah, blah. But but really, we... we, we we were absolutely. You could see it at that point already. We're absolutely on it. Yeah, we are. We're we're, we're completely on it, and I couldn't believe how open they became very very quickly. They they literally became. I don't know where the fullbacks were gone. The, the centre halves were being literally overran by Mane, Salah, uh, Firmino, who just decided to come into the middle of the pitch and cause havoc and forget the fullbacks because the fullbacks didn't look interested. Um, Keith as. As Ray has touched on there, it's it's made 3-0 then. It's an attempt to cross by Mane. It hits the defender. It could have been a claim for a penalty. His hand is, or his arm is way away from his body. But um, it falls to Firmino. And I love that finish, the, the outside of the foot. And he just puts her in the in the top corner. I really like that one. You know, it's beautiful. It's just as beautiful as his teeth right now. You know what I mean? They're just gleaming. He's gleaming. Everybody's gleaming. You know, it's a, it's a finish of a man with confidence right now. And... You know, we're just so fortunate to have a player like him. When he is on his game, there is no better centre forward in world football at the moment. And with the players that we have around him, it's just it just makes perfect sense. I know we keep talking about getting another striker and you get strikers from yesteryears talking about how important it is to have a, a striker. And, and, and to a certain extent, that's true. But when you've got a player that can bring in other players 
to score just as many goals, then I'm okay with not having a, a Harry Kane or Sergio Aguero personally. You know, as long as they're still chipping in with a good 15 to 20 goals themselves and setting up an extra 15 to 20 goals, why should we ever complain about Bobby Firmino as our number one striker? He is absolutely sensational. And, you know, again, he proved it. But I I wanted to touch on the 3-0. Even when we went to 3-0, I don't know about you lads, but I still felt a little bit like Spartak Moscow could get a goal here. Klopp touched on it in his uh, post-match interview. We, 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 as great as we attacked, at times it felt like Moscow too easily got in behind the lines after 3-0. I wonder what you guys thought about that. No, I mean, personally, personally, I, 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 I had no worries whatsoever. I, I, even had they have nicked a goal, um, say a 3-0 to bring it back to 3-1, you, you could see that you know we we could carve them open at, at, at any moment. I, I think that's the difference, probably, with a lot of the other games where we where confidence sort of um, erodes as soon as we concede. I, I, you know, we may well have conceded the goal, but I think we still kick on. Yeah, it was, like, mm. for me, it was it was a totally different proposition to the likes of the Seville game when you were three 0 up. I mean, Seville were bashing us when we were three 0 up. You know, um, they were we weren't playing well, but Liverpool tonight were playing with a, a massive swagger, and um, they were tying with um, Moscow from the very beginning of the game. Well, especially after kind of they went two goals in front, they were so confident. It felt like they could they could score at any moment they wanted, and yeah, okay. There was a couple of loose ones where Moscow got a few shots away, but I don't think I don't think we were ever really in danger of throwing that game away. It was just I it was the most comfortable, the most kind of enjoyable um game I've kind of felt all season really because of how confident the team looked and, and you know, how easily they could have just extended them leads, you know. Um just on um Keith's summation of Firmino um, and his goal and his all-round play. Just to let you know, Keith, I'm going to clip that probably 60 seconds and I'm going to send it to Steve-O from the Trippers. He hates Bobby <laughs> Firmino. Um, yeah. Hate. Um, and I'm going to play that and then I'll let him get back to you and you just can uh, have, a, have a proper goal there. Yeah, uh, well, like... Steve-O's went there and balls deep about Firmino. I think... It was one of those moments where somebody picks out a player, whether whether they like them or they dislike them, and they've just gone balls deep on their opinion. And yeah. They're almost oh, well. ho- hoping that like they're right because if they're not right, they look very stupid. And at the moment, uh, Steve was looking very stupid because uh, Firmino, Firmino is Liverpool at the minute, as is Wijnaldum and, and Mane. They're the engine of the team. They're everything that Klopp. Um, has injected into the team all that energy and all that effort and work great. Uh, if we replace Firmino, we're going to take up take out so much out of that team. Um, it's, it'd be unbelievable. Okay, you might replace it with a striker who's going to score more goals, but they're going to be a poacher. They're going to be someone who's just sniffing down the goal all the time. Firmino's unfucking believable. Like he's just he's he's just he works so well. And I, I'm I'm not going to be like like Keita is obviously one of Firmino's fan, biggest fans. Like saying there's no better striker in the world. I'm not going to go that far. Like because I'm not as biggest fan in the world but at the same time I can see how valuable he is to that Liverpool team and without Firmino um, we, we don't really have that team the way it is whatsoever. I agree. Okay I I'll tell you this yeah Steve, Steve a new, maybe a new show, Firmino yes versus Firmino. 
<laughs> yeah, but, you know, you've, you've never you've never seen Steve O argue the show could go on for about six weeks. Um, <laughs> the thing is, um, when I look at Firmino, he's the facilitator of everything that goes on up there. Um, he he gets the ball into his feet, and you've seen a chance there. I think it was from Mane late in the second or the first half. He gets it into his feet. He turns the defender. He plays Salah, who does a lovely back heel. Mane is probably stretching a bit for it and puts it over the bar, but he facilitates everything around him and he's getting in on the goals. I think I read earlier now, that's, is that 47 goals or fucking an assist or something? 40, yeah, them? 46 or 47, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, it's Steve, ridiculous. Steve goals the, and assists. Yeah, Steve, one of the, one of the trippers um, brought it up in the um, WhatsApp group a bit earlier on. I mean, basically, yeah. that's, what it, that's what it's all about. Um, you know, you go. You, you even go back to this. I, I remember vividly when we were up on stage um, after the Tottenham game, and, and as horrible as that was, um, I think it was Razor at the time made the point that you know Firmino will come under a lot of criticism when when there's not other players chipping in with goals because it is about the collective now. It's about those forty six goals from those four players. And that's what we've got, you know, that's what we've got to embrace, you know, and especially when all four of them are on the pitch. We haven't had the beauty of that an awful lot, um, yeah. you know, so hopefully we will we will see those four on the pitch an awful lot more, especially now, you know, as we progress through the Champions League, let, let, you know, let, for all our sake, let's let's uh, let's hope we can keep Phil in January. But um it, it, it's it, that's what it is now. We're not, you know, we're we're we're, we're away from the Torres, you know, the Owen, the the, the Fowler, the Suarez, where one individual, um, or maybe Salah will, but but really we're not reliant on one individual for goals. Yeah, yeah. And you look, you look at it, you look at it, boys. Like it's fourteen league games in, and then we've had a Champions League run, and then the one capital one cup game. Like it's very very early days. And your forty-seven goals, Coutinho and Mane haven't even got goal. No, they haven't. They you haven't know, like sure. Mane's barely played, and Coutinho, like he was injured at the start, and he was in the, injured there uh, following an international, coming up to an international break. I don't know how many games um, between them they've missed, but I've absolutely no doubt in my mind that if the two of them played the same amount of games as Salah's played, they'd be well up there. Wouldn't yeah, I'd say between them, they probably missed about ten games. Would you say in around yeah. that? Um, yeah. but that's another five is, or six goals between them yeah and it's probably a few more points on the board league wise you know um, absolutely but lads just touched on it um, earlier about just when we went 3-0 up there was, there was I thought there was a little stage where Spartak started to play again, around us a little bit um, Quincy Promes or whatever his fucking name is came in, came in off the wing where he was wasted out there and he, he seemed to influence things a bit more Moreno got caught a couple of times, but that's happened Moreno over the last couple of weeks. But it's obviously a tactic where he has to follow the ball and, and try press. And it's just the people behind him, not covering him. And we got exposed a little bit. But like Ray said at the same time, even if they get one back, you just look at Liverpool and you're thinking, we'll just go back up to the end and score because it was that easy. But look, half-time comes, we're 3-0 up, it's cruising. Um, we get into the second half and Keith, um, we don't waste any time in the second half either. And Mane puts us far up again. A lovely goal and and a, a brilliant finish. To be quite honest, do you know what? His first half, he had a bit of a. He wasn't quite on the ball, and yet, despite him not being quite on the ball, he was still just as dangerous as everybody else that was playing. And I think the second half, he he needed that goal um, from from early, and I think that really set him off to just have a fine, fine second half. 
you know, at the beginning of the year, beginning of the season, I was saying that Sadio Mane has all the potentials to be, you know, player of the season. He is a different. He is a big, big differential. When he's on that pitch for Liverpool, he does things that I as I don't. All four have their qualities, but I think Sadio Mane does something that none of them do, and that is being able to make something out of literally nothing. Literally, like he could have the ball stationary, staring a player in the face, and then he'll get past him with with just so much ease. And and the way he kind of keeps his balance and his composure in situations where the ball might be flinging around, I I just don't feel there's a player even with Salah's abilities and Salah does do do, do similar. But I just think Sadio Mane really is that difference maker. And I think as long as he stays fit. It you know the others can rotate to a certain degree, not not all of them all the time, but to a certain degree. And I think we'd still be in a pretty strong position in the attacking in the, in the attacking positions. We'll I think yeah. like <laughs> I think I think he's key. I think he really is key. Um, we go on about Coutinho, Firmino, Salah. You know, players in midfield. Can we keep defenders on the pitch? He is the key. Um, because like. Keith said there, there was one incident in the first half where he has the ball on the right wing, like he's nearly stationary, he's back to goal and he turns out, and within about four seconds, he's bearing down on the on the middle of their box and he nearly plays Salah in. Andy, um, it's it's a brilliant control finish, isn't it? He, it's so easy yeah. to, to take a lash at that and you, you sky it into the fucking halfway up the cop, but he controls it brilliantly and the keeper's even cop was surprised by the power in it and it's in the net before he knows it. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's a great play for Coutinho then to just play the ball, perfectly weighted into Milner's um, path. And I remember last year, Milner was afraid to cross the ball, was left foot. But this time, he floats a lovely ball in. And um, when, it, when it was kind of coming to Mane, it's like, it, it's like that cross, like, you know, when you've played football yourself, you're dreaming of that one dropping to you like that. Yeah. And you're absolutely fucking shit in your pants. You're going to blaze it over. And I think most situations, a player's going to play that into the ground or something, or else they're going to fucking fire it over. But uh, he gets his, he gets his foot right over. And it was only in the replay, and it, was, it actually came off the side of his foot. He literally just met that ball um, yeah. without actually throwing his foot too much into it. It was it made contact with the side of his foot and absolutely burst the back and it was so controlled and um, I, I just think it takes it takes a special player um, to be able to do that to be able to control that kind of cross coming in at pace and um, and, and a very confident player as well like so uh, what a goal it was it was, um, it was a golden night for me I was up off my feet for that yeah it was a lo- I mean it was a lovely finish um, Gav that, that he'd actually missed a couple um in the first half, he'd, he'd stuck one in the um, Annie Road upper, and um, he did one, I think, into the side net. And so his finishing in the first half wasn't wasn't really great. And then what? Within a couple of minutes, he. I mean, that was it was such a such a lovely finish. I mean, it was yeah, it was sublime. For me, um, the thing about the, the Milner thing is um, we haven't seen a lot of my left back, and um, probably none of them in, the, in this season at left back. Maybe one game. Um, or come on in that position. But I think the difference this season to last is when Milner got into them positions last season, he was probably worried about the numbers we had in the box, but you don't have any doubt now. You know when, when he gets down to that end line, you're probably going to have at least four in the box because that's obviously an, a, a tactic now, is flood the box. And if it comes in or it goes long or short or into the middle, somebody's going to be there. I think it is Milner just being confident that there's numbers there. Um, we go on. Um, Firmino makes a, or not Firmino Coutinho makes a five 
does he get that goal, lads? Because there's a big deflection off it. Um, Heat for you, does he get that goal? Uh, yeah, I mean, also, they've so given so it to him. They've given it to him, haven't they? I mean, there was a similar one at the weekend, which has gone down as a as a Duncombe goal. I think that's why there's probably a doubt whether it's 46 or 47. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, they've given it to him. So, And he's took away, you know, he's took away the ball at the end of the game. So um, It all just depends if it's on target. It was on target. The one, the one Dunk put on, into the goal... It was on target. Just yeah, the one the one dunk wasn't on target. That's why oh, I no, was given corner flag. I think. Yeah. So. Uh, but Keith, um, he, that's that's the hatchery for Coutinho. If that goal is probably is given to him, um, he, he's just he's just scoring these goals, and he just I don't know whether he looks a bit fucking pissed off when he scores, or a bit out of sort, or it's just kind of yeah, that was easy. You know, it's it's just par for the course now. With him. He's just making sure that Barcelona don't get it twisted. You know what I mean? <laughs> they don't get confused and think that he's happy. Now, I think it's, um, it becomes when you get to that situation, you know, it's more of a kind of a respect. But has Coutinho ever really been the type to yeah, but you see smiling him, and, yeah, yeah, but you see and him high-fiving? Yeah, you see yeah, him when he I think he was. I think he was. He jumps in the air and he gives it a bit of a fucking roar and the hands go and... You know, or he looks in the moment. Tonight, he just looked like, yeah, kind of. It was like, you know, somebody playing against a team that are five divisions below them. And I'm not really mm-hmm. celebrating. This is fucking too easy. Or he's looking a bit like, yeah, I'm not fucking arse. Like. Andy, uh, what do you I, I think I think you're right, Gav. Like, I mean, it did look like the the, the team five divisions below. If, if Coutinho mm-hmm. scores mm-hmm. in the derby, he's going to be giving it fucking socks. Okay. He, he doesn't look... Like he's not all happy when he scores these days. It's like uh, it's kind of the angry fist pump kind of celebration. But maybe that's just a player mature. And I remember when he did kind of come on the scene, and he was when he was coming into Liverpool team, and he was maybe struggling in a very very small amount. Uh, but he was scoring. He was like a more, more smiley kind of fella. But I think he's just matured now, and he's you know he's kind of coming into his prime, and he's he knows what he's all about now, and he knows his, his ability. Um, Tonight it was it was a little bit different. I think yeah, you're right. His head was down a small bit, but it was against Bartek Moscow in a seven 0 route. They all all the players knew how confident they were. They were taking the piss. He was taking the piss. He was taking the piss at the weekend against Brighton. Um, yeah. absolutely floating around. The only thing I'd say about it is like, I mean, I'm not a professional footballer. Footballer, none of us are. But this must be like peak football enjoyment for them. You know, okay, I know players want to win trophies and everything else, but how could you how could you not be enjoying yourself at Liverpool at the moment? What's what's okay. going on there? Uh, you know, playing, I, I think he's mad leaving. You're playing anywhere up the top of the pitch, yeah. Andy. You have yeah. to enjoy. Yeah, like look, they get it sorted at the back, but I just mean, I just mean, and the the roles like that Coutinho, Mane, Firmino, and, and that are playing like up there, and <laughs> like why would you want to leave Liverpool? Like what age is he? Twenty four, twenty five. He can he can stay on there for another couple of years. I mean, I, I think he's mad if he's if he wants to leave Liverpool now. He doesn't have to leave them now. It's an absolutely amazing project that's going on at the moment. And tonight, winning seven seven nil in the Champions League, scoring twenty three goals in the group stages, it's an unbelievable feat, you know. And it's not seen too often. And um. 
yeah, I just I'm so I'm so disappointed that like we might be seeing the back one because the last two games now he's really come back into form. Yeah. Does um Ray I've made me peace, Ray, that he's going in the summer. Um I'd be a bit annoyed if he goes in January. I think if he is going and there's any agreement there that he you know, the summer gone is you know, they've drawn a line under it, but there's some sort of agreement in place about next summer. I'd like Coutinho to play to his utmost this season and get us as high up that table, you know, automatic qualification for the Champions League, um, maybe pick up a trophy, maybe not Champions League, maybe FA Cup, something like that. Leave us where we've improved again and we're in a position then to kick on rather than leave in January. But you just have to enjoy him while he's here, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I actually... For some reason, I just sort of got it in my mind that that you know he's with us now till the end of the season, and and obviously as um, you know January approaches, we're, we're all getting sort of um, you know we're all reading a lot into sort of body language and and you know stuff going around uh, online and whatnot, and and we're starting to sort of convince ourselves again that that he's going. Personally, I think you know he's spot on. He's got to you know he's he's got to be part of this. Um, if you call it sustained push um, to, to 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 stay in the Champions League again next season, okay, we all know that City are kind of running away with the league, but it, it is vital for us to to continue, you know, being in the Champions League season in season out. And I think with 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 Coutinho, you know, in in the side till the end of the season, that that improves our chances no end. So. I will be extremely disappointed if he goes in January. I, you know, I think it'll be a very sort of disruptive um, episode, and and it, and it is a bit worrying if he if he ultimately does go in Jan. If he does yeah. go in Jan, it's going to be on our terms. And when I say on our terms, it'll be a very attractive <laughs> offer, and Liverpool will be bringing in players. So yep. I don't think I don't think we're going to be left with our heads down in, in January if he's gone. I think if it's if there's no one incoming. And there's nowhere to spend that money that's going to be uh, being brought in by him. Uh, like, I think it'd be madness by the owners for one, and uh, it, it just it just wouldn't make a single bit of sense for for the from the not to just turn around again like they did in September and say, no, it's not happening. You, you know, wait till the summer or whatever. I just yeah, wouldn't or, have confidence. Or, 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 I wouldn't have confidence in us spending that money wisely in that window in January. If that's what we, you know, if ultimately we had a hundred plus million to, to to sort of go to war with it, I think keeping Coutinho till the end of the season is a far better, you know, is a far better scenario for us than than any, you know, sale plus buying players in January. I really do. Yeah, but the only thing is, lads, that that result is key tonight because that keeps us in the Champions League, and yeah. he's changed everything. Yeah, because Keith, if Barcelona come in in January and they're, they're looking to push on, they could be well clear in La Liga because Real Madrid are all over the shop. Valencia probably don't have the squad to compete with Barcelona right up till the end, and Barcelona look like they may have the Spanish league, you know, well within their reach this season. And as well as that, Coutinho's then. Um, would he he'd be cup tied for the Champions League? So mm-hmm. it's not going to benefit them that in that way. So that's probably mm-hmm. a key thing tonight, isn't it? 
Yeah. I just hope that Coutinho has um, found a renewed bit of trust in Jurgen Klopp's ability to manage this team. Because, you know, Klopp has to be really, really, really applauded for what he's done since the Tottenham game. You know, he's changed systems, he's changed his shape, he's he's mixed it about a bit and, he, and he's ultimately created a system that allows that front floor to do whatever the hell it wants. And like you lads quite rightly said, why would you want to leave that now? Okay, you know, ultimately we can't get in the way of South American footballers' dreams to go over to Barcelona. Obviously the attraction to play with Lionel Messi, the attraction to be a part of that club, you know, it's difficult for us to comprehend from lifelong Liverpool fans why you'd want to leave, particularly when we're playing such good football. But I I have no doubt he will stay in January. And, and, and I believe that's got a lot to do with us qualifying. And I think... He now sees what uh, Klopp's vision in real life and what we have, and I think he he must be excited to be. I'll go out a little bit. I'll, I'll sound overly excited, or for people in London, overly gassed, and say that we are playing the best football in Europe right now. We are playing the best attacking football in Europe right now. The team that scored the most amount of goals in the group stages, uh, because we did the second right, and we were the highest English clubs to score twenty three goals. Was it? 23, yeah. Yeah, PSG were the ones to break the record this year, right? And they're just like us. Great entertainers, can be suspect at times defending, but they're playing that type of attack. We're at that level. We're attacking at that level right now. Why would you want to leave that? And we could do anything in this Champions League with that kind of attacking talent at our disposal. You know, hopefully everybody stays fit, but, you know, we are on a different planet right now. Yeah, it is. It's it's phenomenal to watch. And a couple of lads in our WhatsApp group just torn around now week on week and go, I just want to be entertained. And they can't complain about that at the minute because there's just goals going in everywhere. Andy, um, Mane makes a six um, of square, ball square by Sturridge. And it's probably a little bit behind him. And it is a little bit behind him. There's no probably about it. And um, he still manages to get his foot to it and get that little, little dink over the keeper. And um, again, another, not a confidence booster for him, but He's he's turning over now and he's 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 warming up nicely, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think uh, storage has to be applauded for that. He came on. Um, you kind of feel like at the moment that storage is a little bit uh, disconnected from all of this. That for so long we've seen him as a main man, and that you know Daniel Storage should be the most important man in your in your squad in your team. But he's just so removed from that now like you know we talk about the front four or you know the next players in he doesn't even feature anymore so I don't know how that must feel for him but he's coming on there the game's already won and uh, it would be very tempting for him to just get the ball and try sh- shooting and everything else but maybe he's buying into Klopp and maybe, just, maybe he's prepared to stay on there because he's doing the right things when he's coming on the pitch like and that was a uh, instead of Instead of shooting there, he's uh, putting in a lovely cross there, a little bit behind Mane, and uh, I don't, I don't fucking know how Mane gets his foot to that, but uh, it's right behind him, and he manages to make make the ball continue going forward. <laughs> it was fucking yeah. weird looking, but uh, yeah, another great goal. And Ray, um, we'll get to the last goal, and there's. As far as I'm concerned, it's not a Liverpool win unless Salah scores, and um, that's the way I've got it at this stage. Um, and again, the ball comes over, and he's so cool, isn't he? Just to, you know, reverse it onto his right foot and makes no mistake this time. It's it's in the roof of the net, and it's seven. 
Yeah, it's sort of, it's, you know, it's party time already at that stage, isn't it? Uh, it, it almost felt like he was being, you know, um, kept on the pitch to, to get his goal. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a lovely finish. And, and you know, even at 7-0, you know, his face, you know, he, he was delighted. He's probably more delighted when he scored that seventh goal than when Phil was when he's, when he's you know, bagged his hat-trick. You know, he, he he's having, you know, a ball at the moment, isn't he? He, he, he clearly knows that he's in, in the form of his life and um, obviously we're, you know, we're benefiting big time from it. I mean, just, just quickly on the subs, um, obviously he has to make the, the, the enforced change just before half-time um, with Moreno going off. Um, you know, that, that looks like it could keep him out for a little while. Um, and then obviously a little bit of a surprise with, with, um, with Lovren um, going off, but I suppose... He's protecting the, the the sort of the centre back um, situation, which which um, which is a bit thin at the moment. Um, so I think a few of us were surprised that he didn't sort of rest some of those forward players. But you know, you keep Salah on there, and, and he gets his goal. And to be honest, you know, it's a train. It, it's most of that second half is being played out like a training exercise. Um, it didn't, you know, on you know, visually, it didn't look like it was taking a massive amount out of us ahead of Sunday. No, it won't do because when you're when you're that far ahead, especially as a forward player, you don't feel tiredness. And you'll hear people saying this all the time. You know, when you're winning, you don't feel tired. But in that situation, when you're five, six, and then seven nil up, yeah, you're you're floating around the pitch and. You're not putting it in 100% because you don't need to. But when you're on the ball, you're trying different things. Um, Andy, just just to go back on to Salah and the way Ray said there that he's delighted when he scores a seventh. This is a proper love affair, isn't it, between the Liverpool fans, fan base? <laughs> yeah. It really like we, is, isn't it? We lost out on Salah in, what, 2014, was it? 13, something like that. Yeah. And he went yeah. to Chelsea and, and things didn't... Uh, didn't work out, but listen, you're home now, Salah. You're, you're yeah. home with you're home with Liverpool, and uh, yeah, with the fans that love you, and he loves them, and it's it's fucking unbelievable. Like they, like I mean, there's never been a player that's that's uh, hit the ground running as quick. I mean, I know we've seen players like um, Suarez and Torres come into Liverpool like absolutely magic players, but they um, they didn't get off to a start like him. Like Suarez was no. was slow enough. Torres scored his debut, fair enough, but I don't think he he got to um, eighteen goals so quick. And it just looks like, apart from his goals, he's got so much more about him, and uh, he's fitting absolutely perfect into the role. He must be loving his football at the moment, and and um, that uh, how much the fans adore him. Like when he came to England the first time, what a shit club to join, Chelsea. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, some of the worst fans uh, on the planet, and he must be looking back saying, "I should have went to Liverpool then," because uh, yeah, like I say, he's home now. Yeah, he is. No plastic he flags. Actually... No plastic flags on field. No, no. no. If a plastic flag shows up and Salah leaves, that's the reason yeah. why he's. Um, I mean, he's got. He's going to be. He's going to have a flag hung out the side of them. Um, the the far side of the cop on the on the Kenny Dalglish stand, yeah, uh, quick enough if he's yeah. uh, if he keeps going the way he's going, and there's there's not another club in the world that's going to give you that. So it's fucking brilliant. Keith, um, like Andy said, there uh, Suarez was not the quickest getting getting going. Um, 
I think he might have scored in his debut actually at home to Stoke. Um, Suarez. Suarez, yeah. Suarez, I think yeah, he yeah. He's, he, got that, uh, he got that fluky kind of goal where he, mm. he scuffed it across and I think the defender scooped it into yeah. the net or yeah, kind of yeah. got it on the line, something like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I think, it was that um, first time that we knew, you know, but the way Suarez bursted through the, the, those two defenders, you just knew, ooh, okay, okay, there's something something about him in the same way that Salah, you know, is you know, just kind of picks up the ball and just makes it happen. It's just quite refreshing to see. Yeah, but and Keith, the, the, one, he, the one he reminds me of most is Fowler because Fowler turns up as this young scouse lad that he goes into the team, to, you know, he'd scored... Um, and he comes on and he scores in League Cups against Fulham and he's banging them in and the, the the fans just hate him immediately because he just starts like that and stays like that for seasons. And Salah just reminds me so much of that. Just someone that turns up, in this case, you're wondering, ah, is the Chelsea form or is the Roma form a little bit um, inflated, you know? But this this lad is just... <laughs> every time he gets it, I'm just kind of going, there's something happening here. And it's work rate, everything about him. It's just perfect for, for us at the minute. It's beautiful. He's just a missing... It's just that extra piece to the jigsaw. But I think the players around Salah are getting the best out of Salah just as much as Salah's getting the best out of Liverpool with regards to the goals. And I think that's why we're seeing him taken to that next level. You know, of course, the people, certain individuals had their views that he was either the next one, Quadrado. That video's gone around about a million times. I'm sure we've all seen it. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I think, you know, this... He's in a system that's built perfectly for his abilities. You know, he's almost he's almost a second striker now. Do you, do you yeah. not? You know what I mean? He's not. He's not so much kind of winger. Weird because you know, I suppose Roma the way they were set up was to have Jekko as your is your focal point in in the attack. Whereas our attack is slow, fluid. Salah is able to pop up in much more goal scoring position, and he's such a great finisher in the box. You know. A, even though some fans had this kind of perception that he might be a bit of a Robin type player where he's cutting inside and, and, and top corner, top bins, top bins, top bins. Actually, he's a phenomenal goal scorer in that pot, in that yeah. area. And he always steps up at the right places at the right time. And he's, you know, he's got great awareness and, and I love the way he dribbles. I fucking love that. It was yeah, he's not messy. Like, yeah, he's not as direct as Robin. Robin is more, you know, Get your isolate your man and, and put it put the ball out as far in front of you as possible and run onto it, cut inside and uh, and very very direct. Like I'm not mm. saying Robin plays with his head down, but it is that sort of um, style of play where he's he's only going one place and that's towards goal. Like uh, what Salah did at the weekend for the Firmino goal, where uh, I think Coutinho won the header from the from the Lovren clearance. Coutinho won the header, dropped it for Mino, and he played the ball into Salah. And Salah ran into the danger. Like you never, yeah. if you know, if you're a Robin type of player or you know other kind of non wingers, you're kind of running into the space. Like that's what you do when you have all that pace, and you run, you run, you run, you run. You hopefully get into space and get a yeah, get a chance for a shot, or if it if it is slows us down he can get your head up and, and play somebody else in but he ran into the fucking danger that's how much confidence he ran into four players and because he knew that the run was going to be in behind him it was Firmino at that time and all he had to do was just check his run and turn around and that's that's when you know you have a different level of player he's, he's just he's just absolutely magic we um we touched on that in the Fatback 4 on Sunday and the thing I found where it was his reputation allowed him to run in there Andy because if if they're not bothered by him, they'll they'll kind of let him wander. 
and you know maybe out wide but his reputation opens that space up because they immediately back off and leave that big area for him to go into and as well as that yeah. they, they allow the run for Firmino to go as well because if they all go towards Firmino they just know that Salah will burn them on the outside and, and get a shot away and probably score and he's the intelligence of him you're right he goes into the danger he draws people in they're panicked yeah. and then he and he still releases the ball. Um, yeah. Just on, I yeah. just you, often, you often see fellas like, um, you know, on Twitter doing these videos, like, and they're wanking over a striker's run <laughs> off the ball, like, and it's just, it's just creating space. It's a basic of football. It's what every yeah. striker kind of does. Yeah. Um, they, they, these fucking cons like they twig this and they think it's amazing. But to see a player um, do that with the ball is that's 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 a different thing. You know, that's. That's something to be really, really um, admirable of, you know. Yeah. Um, just um, Trent comes on. Um, he comes on for Lovren. I, I like the way Gomez went in centre half. There's no, nothing bad about that. You give Trent some experience, and they both do well. They're nice and solid. Uh, Trent is good going forward. He creates a chance for storage, and it's good all round there. The experience for them, and as well as that, Gomez getting a little run in centre half. But lads, got to push it on. Um, man of the match, um, Ray. I'll come to you first. Who are you giving it to? Um, look, I'll go the easy way out and give it to um, Phil Coutinho. You're going for Phil Coutinho? Yeah. Yeah, no problem at all. Uh, Andy, I'll come to you next. Who are you having? Yeah, it's, uh, it's impossible not to give it to Coutinho. Uh, he got his hat-trick and he was um, he was brilliant throughout. Like, he was involved in everything. Yeah, he was brilliant. Yeah, and Keith, who are you having? Yeah, I've got to make it three out of three, three, three on this one. Philip Coutinho... He absolutely changed the game. He just looks different gravy right now. That's another fifty million added onto his price tag after that match. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah um, I, it's it's a clean sweep with Coutinho, but you have to give mentions for any of the other three lads up front. Um, you yeah. really do. Um, the, the back four were fine. Um, midfield was fine. They done their jobs, and they just let these four run them run amok. To be perfectly honest with you, and they yeah. they took Amelie. It's a game where we're all applauded. So with that uh, front four. But um, there, there was some other brilliant performances, and you know, I thought Clavin was excellent. Um, I thought uh, when Alden was brilliant as well. Yeah, and they're all just doing their jobs, and it comes back to this thing where if you can, and and Carius as well, he dealt with everything he needed to deal with. And um, I love the way he came out and clean, tried to clean out Gomez, and and did clean out the the. Oh, um, a striker as well. He's he's so fast off his line. I love it. It's time um, to just play him, Gav. It's time to just play him. I'm, you know, I'm, I, I don't I'm fucking. I don't know how long. Yeah. Like I'm talking about this, and the point I made, I've made since the start day one of the season. If we're still talking about Mignolet two and three months into the season, there's a problem. And yeah, yeah but I, I disagree with that. So I, I think Mignolet made a great save to, to lead up to the oh, goal no, against no. Brighton. Yeah, I think uh, it's great competition. It's good competition. I, I think it yeah. works well now. Carrius will be number one. And you know what? I will even go as far as to agree. Uh, I was sceptical at first, but his Champions League performances are showing that he is a top quality keeper that brings more than what Mignolet does as a all-rounded keeper. He's quicker off his line. He's better with the distribution. He also makes some good saves. I agree with all that. I still think that this season is too early for him to be playing across both competitions. Yeah, no, um, I think I'd agree with you on that. I think Carrius is being looked at as number one for next season, the way they're playing him in the Champions League. And if we go deeper into this, he gets more games. Um, my only yeah, point you know, is, we're still, we're, still discussing, we're still discussing the pros and cons of Mignolet. Uh, you know, probably... It's mad, isn't it? Go back, go back as long as you want. 
Do you know what I mean? We're yeah. still doing it. And if we're still having that conversation, there's an issue. But for me, I play Carrius to the end of the season. And if he proves himself, we know what Mignolet is about. If he, if we go to the end of the season and Carrius hasn't done it, then you know what you have to do. But look, we're getting into something yeah. there. I think, uh, I think Klopp must have known when he decided... I think Klopp must have known when he decided to play um, Carrius in the Champions League games that Sky wouldn't be covering the games. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, because they, they fucking... Uh, they were like vultures around them. They got the rise out of Carrius and uh, and basically not destroyed his career early on, but they put a real stop to it. The type of um, the type of uh, magnifying glass that they put on him. So yeah, well, look, when Gary when Gary Neville is telling you what position you should be in as a goalkeeper, like would you fuck off? Um, yeah. Um, so clean sweep. Coutinho's man of the match. Honorable mentions for probably most of the team as well. Uh, yeah. Last thing, lads. Uh, Keith, I come to you first. The draw is made, I think, on Monday. Am I right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Monday. Um, who do you want? Who do you not want? Or do you not fucking care? We take anyone. I'm just gonna. Uh, from now on, I live by Eden Hazard's mentality. Okay, mm. we are Liverpool. We can be anybody. I don't care who we get. I want us to get to test ourselves against Real Madrid. I really do because I think that that's where we are going to take this thing to the next level I don't want a team where we, everyone expects us to be and the, the atmosphere is not quite the same I want Real Madrid and I know that we can get them in our pot so yeah Real Madrid okay uh, Andy who are you going for um, I'm, I'm not I'm not 100% on the list of who we can get but I know coming forced in the group looked a bit more daunting for who you could get as opposed to coming second yeah there was uh, there was so many uh, tricky runners up so I don't know um, who we have on the list uh, I I'm not quite as uh, confident there about playing anybody. I think it'd be nice to get somebody that we can, you know, we we can be confident over beating Forest. Just this team is is uh, is in its infancy, you know, especially in the Champions League. And it'd be nice, um, be nice to just to gather a little bit more of experience, especially for the likes of Gomez and Trent, who are playing a lot of Champions League football and Carrius as well. To to just just have a bit that bit of extra belief in the knockout stages before we play one of the big boys. I'm confident we can beat anyone as well. You obviously just don't want to be playing. Um, I know we can't probably get Barcelona, but you don't want to be playing somebody that you you know a final team. You know we really don't want to be having our final in yeah. the last sixteen. So let, let's just hope we can get somebody that um that will will be handy enough to progress, and then okay. Yeah, down to the, uh, the best eight teams in Europe, and see what happens then. Who we get, but uh, yeah, now hopefully we can we kind of avoid a stinker. Yeah, Ray, um, are you are you with Andy? Or are you with Keith? Or are you? I'm with bit? Andy. Yeah, I'm with Andy. But basically, this I mean, I've, I've I've worked out the team, so it's basically a three and three split for me. You've got on one side, you've got Basil. Shakhtar and Porto, you know, any one of those three for me. Um, and then on the other side of it, you've got Bayern, Juventus and Real Madrid. So, you know, as Andy says, I don't personally want to be, you know, playing a team who you could be playing in the final in, in, in the round of 16. So um, I I would personally prefer one of the weaker teams. And then, look, You've, 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 you'll still have the opportunity to have your big game either in the quarters or the semis if you get through. So, like, what you know, why why not try and take that 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 slightly easier um, game? So I, I will be you know 
fingers crossed for for one of those three of the on, on paper um, weaker teams. And let's not let's not forget. By the time we get to to um, whether it's Liverpool getting through or not, by the time it gets through to the um, to the quarterfinals, chances are there's going to be a lot of English teams through because because there's five there's five through now. Yeah, and they're strong. And they're I strong. think you can, be, you can be drawn against them in in the final or the in last quarter final. Yeah. yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah it's an open. Yeah. Them. yeah. Um, I'd be, I'd be, I see, I see all your points, uh, Keith. Uh, part of me is kind of, uh, however, we get, we get because you probably have to play them at some stage. But as well as that, I can see where the lads are coming from. You get a draw that's decent. You get through it. There's a bit of momentum and there's a little bit more fear in other teams about us, but. We'll see what happens Monday. Um, the chances are United pick up the fucking Wars team in it. That's just how they work. And um, we, we get Real Madrid, but fuck it. But what, what, what about someone like Bayern and Juve? It's suspect this season, you know. They're, they're, yeah. they're taken. Yeah, they're not all conquering, Eddie. Um, United, United, obviously, like they've been in a group of Basel, so they, they can play Seville, so... Yeah, they can play the same as us. Except, yeah. yeah, so Seville, um, Seville, for, Seville, yeah. Seville, will take them apart. Yeah, you don't know because it, you, you see, I have to remember this. This all kicks off again in February, so you don't know what state teams are going to be in. Come then, you know, especially the English teams after a, a ridiculous fucking run of fixtures. In, in my opinion, um, yeah. running right through to to, to mid January. And then you're probably having teams trying to recover from that and starting again in February. But look, lads, um, that's it. We we'll leave it at that. Um, we're all delighted. Um, Liverpool top the Champions League group. Um, a massive. Seven. There you go again. Um, a massive, a massive seven nil win. Um, look, we just go on now with the derby at the weekend, and you couldn't yeah. be in higher spots for it. Andy, uh, Ray, Keith, thanks a million. I've been your host, Gav. That's been the Wednesday Club. Um, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Over and out. The $10 Tastemaker from Pizza Hut. Stuck in traffic? Just think of all the delicious meat and veggie combinations. Whoops, got a little distracted there. Large, up to three toppings, just 10 bucks. No one out pizzas the hut. Deal not available in some locations. Exclusions apply. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.